This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Speakernomics the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. My name is Tom Singer, and I have the honor to host this show every single week. And I sometimes say this, I am the luckiest person in the entire world of professional speaking because I get to sit down and have these really insightful conversations about topics that matter to all of us in building a better business. And today we're gonna talk about marketability. Let's face it, if you're a speaker, you've gotta be able to market yourself because if you're the best known secret or if you're the biggest secret in the speaking business, you're leaving money on the table and none of us want to leave money on the table. So today we have invited AJ Vaden, who is the CEO of Brand Builders to come and share with us everything she knows, or at least as much as she can in a 25 minute interview about marketability. Hey, AJ, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. So happy to be here. It's going to be great. So what are your two tips for speakers around marketability? Yeah, I think the first tip that I have, and I think a lot of this comes from both being a speaker, booking speakers, hiring speakers, selling speakers. Um, And I've I've had the privilege or um, the obstacle, however you want to view it, (laughs) of getting to see hundreds, if not thousands of demo videos and speaker kits over the years. And here's my number one tip. Do not make your demo video and your speaker kit about you. That is not why people hire you. That is not why they buy your services. People hire you because they believe that you can solve a problem that they have. And often they don't even know that the problem exists until you tell them that they have the problem and that you have the answer. The challenge is most press kits and demo videos go round and round about here's all the media I've been on. Here's all the speak, uh, you know, logos of all the companies I've spoken for. Here's all my credentials. Here's a, you know, an excerpt of what you're going to learn and how fun and engaging I'm in. Okay. Well, that's great. And that may work if you're a celebrity, but for most of us, we need to prove that we can solve a problem that is worth more than our fee. Ooh, that's going to be a good tip to impact. There's a lot there. What's your second tip? Second tip is kind of associated to fees, uh, but it's the ever never ending, always constant reminder that what you're charging for your speaking fees is not the one hour that you're on stage. And I think this is a constant reminder for anyone who has to negotiate or feels like they have to negotiate is just remember that people are not paying you for the hour that you're on stage. 
They are paying you for the 10, 20, 30 years that you have been learning, researching, trial and erring, firsthand experience, expertise, all the money you've invested into what you've learned and you've come away with. And they're going to get all of that decades hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes of information condensed into a one hour segment and one hour opportunity for them to expedite change in their people and their organization. And somehow we rationalize, well, okay, maybe that's not worth 20 grand or maybe that's not worth 10 grand BS. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so we've got to be just as convicted in what we're doing and the change it provides as they are in convincing us they don't have budget. Well, everyone who's listening, fasten your seatbelts because we are going to have a great conversation with AJ. For those of you who don't know AJ Vaden, she was one of the featured speakers at the National Speakers Association's Winter Conference in Orlando just about a month or so ago. And if you missed that, everybody has been talking about the session that she put on along with her husband, Rory, that really talked about how do you build your brand? So what she does is she helps people get better known, helps you get well-known in your industry. She helps you get known for what you want to be known for by the people you want to be known by. And she helps you become the number one go-to person in your area of expertise. Now, isn't that what we all want? So AJ, tell us a little bit about your company. Tell us a little bit about Brand Builders Group. Yeah. So uh, Brand Builders Group um, has been a labor of love for my husband and I. <laughs> uh, we launched Brand Builders Group in 2018, which is a personal brand strategy firm for experts, right? And really, we serve the audience of individuals who want to become more well-known and really want to be identified as the number one go-to expert in their space. Um, but for any of you who are in NSA and perhaps know of my husband, Rory Vaden, who I'm very proud of and very honored to call husband and business partner, uh, we've been at this for a really long time. And we were doing what we now do for our clients, for ourselves for almost 15 years. And I remember going to NSA for a lot of years. And I remember sitting in these rooms and I would look around at all these people who were quite well known and uh, being really successful in speaking. And I, it just felt like, man, everyone knows the secret to making this business work, except for us. <laughs> right. I'm like there's gotta be some secret. And, uh, we really did spend like 15 years trying to figure out like, how do you get that six figure book deal? How do you launch a, you know, a top 100 podcast? How do you become a seven figure speaker consultant? Like all the things. Right. And then we, we looked up and we realized there is no secret and no one else knows anything more than we do. And so we started really intentionally putting a process and a methodology together of how do you become more well-known? How do you become known as that go-to expert? And we started putting that to the test for our own business. And then uh, we exited our former company, started Brand Builders Group and said, well, now that we believe we kind of know not a secret, not the key, but we know a methodology, a proven process that'll help someone go from A to Z. Um, we're going to do that for people who feel like they don't know, like there's some secret they don't know about. Um, so that's, that's what we're doing. That's how we got here. Well, and if you were not at the winter conference in 2022, I recommend that you purchase the vault from the national speakers association where all the great presentations live forever because their presentation will end up, I assume in the vault and you want to go back and watch it because that three hour presentation that they did laid out everything 
of their methodology and, and ways you can do that. And I'm going to throw a little plug in for you, AJ. I know that you guys really did research this for a long time because I know from a lot of my friends and myself, as you traveled around speaking, you and your husband would go have dinner with people and you would sit across the table, have a glass of wine and say, so what are you doing? How have you done this? And you would ask a million questions and sit there like a sponge soaking it up. Uh, Cause I remember it probably was eight years ago. We had dinner in Austin when you guys were here and I always remembered, wow. And I wish I had just copied it at the time. I thought they're doing something very smart and they're going out and listening to everyone, not just the celebrities, not just the fancy, shiny people, but you were literally meeting with everyone you could in the business to learn what people are doing that's working. And that was really smart. Yeah, I would say uh, you could call it stalking or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, we, we still do that. Like one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Mark Twain, who says that every man, woman, every person is my superior in some way. And it's like, to me, it doesn't matter if you've never done a speaking engagement or you've done a million. It's like, I want to know why are you doing this? How'd you get into it? What's working for you? And it's, I think like to what you said earlier, it's like, being a podcast host is like the best education on the planet and it's fun. You get to meet people, but most importantly, you get to learn all these things that you would never know otherwise just by spending time with people. So I mean, yep. we still do that. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think that was great. And I remember having dinner with you many, many years ago. So let's jump into your two tips here. Your first tip is to make sure that your demo is not about you and yep. that your demo and your press kit are really showing the problem you solve. So you know, on, on face value, duh, that makes some sense, but let's, let's dig into that a little deeper. Yeah. I'd say the challenge with that is most people don't know what problem they solve. They really don't. Uh, I can't tell you, as you probably know, and as many people listening, it's, um, you try to be, you know, a slave to many masters. You go, I can speak on sales. I can speak on leadership. I can speak on marketing. Well, sure. I can speak on productivity. I can surely come up with something. I can do this and I can do this. And while we're trying to serve everyone will si we're simultaneously serving no one. And a huge part of that is because people haven't spent time really digging in and going, what is the problem that I want to be associated with solving in this world? And, you know, it's, it's not about personal branding per se. It's like, I mean, one of the things I think is really important when it comes to personal branding and building your brand and becoming more marketable is this has nothing to do with what you do. It has everything to do with who you are and why you feel like you have a message to share in the first place. Like, why do you want to be out speaking? What's that audience that you feel called to help and to share ideas to? And what's that problem that you're like, I have overcome this. So I have firsthand real life experience of what it's like to be in your shoes and how to get to the other side. Right. And so most people don't know the problem, so they can't market it. They can't sell it. They have no idea what it is. Wow. And I'm thinking about my own career. And I think there's probably been a lot of times where I couldn't have answered that question of what is the problem? Because it's like, I can do that. I can do this. I have that problem. I have that problem. So how can people discover what their problem is? What is what is the, the, the process that people can do to say, oh, here's the basic nugget of the problem that I solve and then move it to the front of their demo and their marketing kits? Yeah, well, I'll give you a couple of quick things that I would say are really important. Um, and this is one of the things that we would say first is it's the life well-lived test. <clears throat> so if 
fast forward, hopefully many, 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 many years ahead. Right. Uh, And you're on your deathbed and you look around and you go, the end of the day, what do I hope that people remember me for? Like at the end of my life, what do I want to be known for doing for other people? And somewhere in there, there's going to be a clue to, man, I, I want to make sure people feel worthy and special, or man, I want to make sure that people had community, or I want to make sure fill in the blank. Right. But that's a really important important indicator. It's not going to be the final answer 99.9% of the time, uh, but it's a really good indicator of a starting point of what is a problem that you solve, right? I'd say the second thing is to really actually hone in on your message. Often we find that people are pretty clear about what they want to say. So figure out what is the message that, you know, one statement message, and then figure out What is the problem that message solves? It's taking the inverse of that message by deductive reasoning skills and coming up with the problem that that message solves, right? Uh, Very common messages um, that we hear people say is, I just want people to find their purpose, right? Well, that's not a message. Uh, That's a, you know, some sort of endpoint destination. And so what we do is we help fine tune. It's like, well, if you want someone to find their purpose, what problem do they have? Right. So if they're lacking purpose, what's the one word, you know, summary of what that is. Right. So that'd be another kind of test to walk yourself through. Um, The third thing that we would tell people to do is get really clear on your audience. And your audience is not everyone or anyone. No, it's not. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) That's not it. Um, And if you're, if you're stuck going, well, it's men and women of any age. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, At some point. Yes. Will you naturally reach people through, you know, osmosis of being connected to what you're doing? Sure. But there is a person, a very small demographic with certain psychographics that you are most well positioned to serve. Uh, And if you don't know what we often say is that you are always, always most well positioned to serve the person that you once were. So take a moment, step back, look at your own life and go, what are the problems that I have overcome in my own life? And today, five, 10, 20 years ago, who was the person that I was, right? What were my struggles? What were my dreams, right? What was holding me back? What was pushing me forward? Um, And it's like, again, it's stepping back into who you were and how did you get to where you are? Because there is an entire audience, an entire portion of the population who are there right now. Uh, and I actually, I saw this on Instagram the other day and you know, it's, sometimes it's like your reticular activator kicks in and you start noticing stuff that you're just in tune with. And I saw this post and someone, I think even shared it to me and they said, um, most often God is preparing you to be the answer to someone else's prayer. Uh-huh. And regardless like of your belief system, right. Whatever it is, it's everything that you've been through is positioning you to help someone else but we forget to go back. Uh, We forget of who we were. We forget to fine tune our audience. We forget that there is a singular problem that I feel like I was called to solve. 
most of us can solve many problems, right? I'm very organized. I could probably solve the problem for you of any pantry disorganization, right? It's a small obsession <laughs> of mine. I've gotten very good at refrigerator and pantry organization, but that's not the problem I want to solve. So a lot of it is not just what you should do or could do. It's what do you want to do? I love that. And I love this part about, you know, who are, who is the person you used to be and how can you solve the problem for that person? Because for so many of us, I think you're right. I think we do exactly what you say. We're like, oh, my topic works for everybody who breathes air. And while it mm -hmm. might, and you might be able to draw some other people along the way, you can't market to everyone who breathes air. So if we can focus in on whose problem we're solving, then we can, I think what you're saying is we can focus in on who we're marketing to. So Step one, we've, we've followed your advice and, and we figured out, oh, this is the problem that I solve. Number two, how do we then go and market that? Yeah. So when you think about the marketability, so think about your website, think about your content, your social media. If you're a podcast host, your press kit, your demo video, email marketing, the list goes on and on and on. It all needs to have that connected through line. So it doesn't matter if I'm listening to a podcast from you or a clip of you speaking in a demo video, or I see you on social media, I have to be able to connect the dots um, that you are known for solving this one thing. Right. And it's like when I think about looking at very powerful press kits, demo videos, right, speaker kits, um, and I look at a program description. Right. I need the headline of that program's description to hit me right across the face. Right. Um, in lieu of the Oscars, I'm going to take that back. Right? <laughs> that, it, needs to, like, it needs to like catch my attention immediately in terms of the problem that I solve. And that could be in the title or the subtitle. Um, but don't don't make it trendy and catchy, make it clear. Like, tell me exactly. Right. And it's like, put those questions in there. It's like, does your company suffer from turnover? Do you want better retention? Are you, you know, it's like, it's, you need to hit it square in the face with supporting evidence of why you're the best person positioned to talk about employee morale or culture or whatever it is. Um, but then what I tell, to, to, I tell people too, is like, make it very clear what I'm going to get from your presentation. So by the time that you leave here in the next 60 minutes, this is what you can expect and don't make them generic. Do not make them general. They're going to leave more motivated. They're going to feel more empowered blah, 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 no offense, right? <laughs> it needs to be specific, right? And what people really want is they want actionable takeaways. What can I count on me, my executive team, our leadership team, our employees, the audience, they're gonna, are they going to be able to leave with something that they can do immediately? Give them that, tell them exactly. I know your problem and I know how to solve it and I can do it in 60 minutes. You got to make it that crystal clear for us. So you want to lay out, I know this is a problem you have. I know this is why you have it. It's what we call, we call the cause, right? So here's your problem. I call it turnover. Here's the cause, bad company culture. Here's the message, right? Get to know your employees. I'm just making that up, right? But it's like, you want to be so clear. I know you have this problem. I know why you have it. You do too, but I'm going to tell you, I know you have it. And I'm going to tell you, I know how to solve it. And it's like, it's got to be that clear in one paragraph and then highlighted all over your demo. All right. So before you had this business, you actually, in addition to being a speaker, you've booked speakers and you actually ran a speakers bureau. So you have seen a lot 
of marketing kits and demo reels. What are the biggest mistakes that just make you go, oh, the marketability train just fell off the bridge? They're old. That's the number one thing. The picture of you and your press kit does not match who you are today. It's like, I go, the first thing I'm going to do after something comes across my inbox is I'm going to go look you up online. You're who you are today <laughs> better line up with whatever I see there. Um, and so it's like, you got to keep these things fresh. I tell people you want an updated for a speaker kit every year, every 12 months, freshen it up, keep it relevant in terms of demo videos every two years, every two years. Why? Cause you should be getting better. Mm, you should be getting better. True. Yeah, absolutely. You should be getting better. Cause the, cause the more you speak, the better you're going to get, whether you're new or seasoned, you're always going to be able to tweak it and, and make it better. So that's, that's always. awesome. And my pet peeve is when somebody just goes to the internet and pulls a picture of me and unbeknownst to them, they pull a 15 year old or 10 year old photo. <laughs> and I just cringe because it's like, you know, I probably update my photo every two years, but still it's like, no, don't, don't pull a picture where my hair is really dark brown. I'm, I'm starting to get that silver and uh, I'm not embarrassed by it. Don't pull old pictures. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a really big deal. Cause it's like, I need to be able to connect who you are today to what I'm looking for today. Um, I'd say the second thing is your digital presence is really important. Right. And I don't mean just your website. Like if you're going to keep your speaker kit and your demo video fresh, you need to keep your website fresh, which means you may need to keep it simple. It does not need to be 15 pages with 10,000 pieces of information on it. Right. Give us exactly what we need and not one thing more. Ooh, right. But okay. I need to be able to connect to your social profiles because I'm going to go there. I'm going to see, do you post content? Do you have engagement? How much do you post? Um, because a demo video only gives me so much. And we all know that you're already picking your best clips, right? So I want to go, well, what else do you have to say outside of this? And I don't want it just in a you know professional stage where you're doing your best. It's like, are you producing content every single day that I can go and learn and find value in? Like, would I actually follow you? Um, a huge part of that. It's one of the reasons I'm such an advocate of people doing podcasts. I can't tell you how many speaking gigs we've picked up through the years of just being on other people's podcasts because they realize we're not just someone who has a trained one hour speech that we speak on this every single day, everywhere we go. It's an innately a part of who we are, not some canned speech that we deliver when we're paid to. So part of marketability goes actually beyond your actual marketing materials. And it really goes into the whole package of who you are on social media, who you are in your community, everywhere you go. So marketability doesn't just stop with your website and your demo reel. It's really everything. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It is the whole shebang and they better connect, right? I would say the other thing when it comes to social, uh, and I don't think this is new, but it might be new to some people. Um, most, most of the time people are going to social media, not to just hear more content ideas from you. They're going there to learn about who you are, mm. right? Like one of the things that I say, it's like, there's plenty of pros and cons of social media, just like with anything else, right? There's a way that it's helping. There's a way that it's harming, right? We got to just choose the ways that it's helping is that it's a way to validate that you are who you say you are and you do what you say you're going to do, right? It's like 
my, my press kit, my speaker kit looks very different today than it did even two years ago, two years ago. It was very much about my professional accolades, media endorsements, podcasts, client logos, all the things that today I would be like, you're missing it. You're missing it. So today there are real live engagement. Like instead of doing canned testimonials, I don't do those anymore. I take screenshots of actual, of actual social proof of going, this came from this audience live and in the moment. I didn't capture this in a professional format afterwards. And it's taking social proof. I have pictures of me and my kids and my family, me in Halloween costumes, uh, me doing life things that I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have put in two years ago. And what I have found is that is making me more marketable today than ever before, because it's a less about all the things behind my name and credentials. And it's more of, man, this is someone I align with because I'm giving them a chance to like me, know me, learn from me, thus hopefully trusting me uh, with their audience, which is really what we're doing. We're asking people to put us on a stage in front of an audience that they don't know us. They don't know what we're going to really say. Are we going to be great? Are we going to say something controversial? Are we going to ruffle feathers? Are we going to deliver value? They don't really know. So there's got to be a certain level of abstract trust there that we've provided through all of these different elements to go. They trust me enough to give me their money to put a stranger in front of their audience, which means a whole lot to them, and then do a good job. So I think if you were listening closely... What A.J. Vaden has just told us is, is that who you are as a person may matter more than what it says on your resume. If you want to get booked. I would, I would assign my signature to that. (laughs) (laughs) I would would. too. You heard, you heard it here. All right. So we only have a couple minutes left. I want to get to your second tip, which is people are not paying you for the hour. So go, go ahead. Let's dig in deeper to that. Yeah, I'll give you just two quick things. Um, I remember so vividly, this was uh, our first book. My husband uh, wrote Take the Stairs. It came out 10 years ago this year. Congratulations. uh, Which seems almost impossible. Thank you. Uh, And I remember when we first uh, started out speaking, my initial fees were $3,500 and his were $7,500. Where did those numbers come from? I have no idea. Uh, someone just said, that's what you should charge. And so we did. Um, what a mistake. What a mistake. We completely undervalued all that we were giving, all that we were doing, because we didn't find enough worth and our own material to say, no, I can help you. And it is worth the time and money. And then I remember sitting down, this was about eight years ago uh, with a couple, Jason and Denise Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Um, who are now some of our best friends. And I remember at the time, they're like, what are your fees? And we told them and they were like, double them right now. <laughs> and we were like, wait, what? And then it hit me. We were living in this very fear-based scarcity, scarcity mentality of, well, if we do that, what if no one books us? But we went on a limb and we said, if you say so. Um, and we doubled our fees and no one said anything other I mean, never again. Uh, and then it's like, we went from 15 to 25 and and so and beyond. (laughs) But here's the thing that's important. The content has not changed. The delivery perhaps has gotten better indeed, but the stories content, like it's the same book today as it was 10 years ago. 
Right. The difference is we believe in it more today. We know that it's not about an hour of time. We know that it's about the amount of experience and expertise and research and dedication and conviction. Um, that it, that's what's changed. Um, so we don't negotiate. We go happily refer you to someone else. Who are you looking for? And I think a part of that is us being willing to stand up. And I think the biggest thing I would tell people is be willing to say no. You have to be willing to say no to the stuff that you don't want to do. So you can say yes to the things that you do want to do. And it is scary. And that may mean you lose money in the short term, but it also often means that you'll make more money in the long term because it'll force you to get more niche with your audience, more specific in who you're going to serve, more targeted, more convicted, and then your fees will go up the people will start to find you because you've gotten so clear on who you are that people start talking. And if you're not doing everything, then you can get very, very, very good at doing one thing. And people start to recognize that and they start to associate you with that thing. And then they start to find you, but that's not typically how it starts. You have to go find them. Don't forget the number one skill set we have as speakers is to be salespeople. You are a salesperson all day, every day. That is our number one job. I fully agree that if you if you don't like doing sales, this is going to be a really hard business for you. And I love the fact that you're saying, look, regardless of what the numbers are on fees, I love the fact that you're talking about it's not for the hour you're on stage. It's for the years of experience and the problems you solve for the audience. And that all loops right back in to this whole concept of marketability. And AJ, I could talk to you for two hours and we wouldn't run out of the great things that you could share because clearly you've been doing this for a long time and you have a lot of ideas and thoughts around marketability and how to position yourself as an expert. So I'm just going to give you a couple more seconds. Any last thoughts around marketability that you wish every speaker knew? Yeah, I would say focus more on who you are. I I really, I cannot say that enough. If I go to your social media profiles, I need to learn about who you are. I need to be able to know, do I like you? right? Do I want to get to know you? And here's what the thing I would say, don't be afraid if the answer is no. That just means you're attracting the right people. And quite honestly, you have to do that. Um, And simultaneously, you have to be able to repel people, Mm -hmm. right? You don't want lukewarm audiences, right? I, you know, we were talking about this yesterday because I live in Nashville, Tennessee, um, and this is the home of Dave Ramsey, right? This is uh, the home of all the Ramsey solutions. And you love him or you hate him. He's very clear on who he is. Right. And it's like for 20 years, Dave has been saying the same thing. Debt is dumb. Don't use debt. Get out of debt. He is synonymous with that. He has built a very, very healthy nine figure business on one thing. And he is very polarizing. There are a whole bunch of people who do not like him. I'm pretty sure he's okay with that because he is also attracting an audience who does. So again, like him or not, what I appreciate is he's very clear on who he is and he's not afraid to go. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. We have to be willing to do the same thing. Great lesson for everybody in the world of speaking. So AJ Vaden, thank you so much for joining us on Speakernomics. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So if somebody wanted to be able to find you, where would they go? 
Oh, great question. I'm going to send you one of two places. Depends. Do you want to get to know me? Uh, just me socially. Uh, you can see about my wild adventures of a mom of two toddlers, Mary DeRoy Vaden. You can go to Instagram, uh, AJ underscore Vaden. However, if you want to learn from me, uh, personal branding, marketing, entrepreneurship, then I would head over to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Nice. The Influential Personal Brand Podcast. That sounds awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being a guest here. And to everybody who tuned in, please join us on Speakernomics every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.